Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reasons for Recovery. So, if you uh, tuned in to the last video I posted, uh, the new video version of the podcast, you will notice that this uh, background is not like it was uh, in the last video. Uh, And that is because I'm currently home uh, visiting for the summer. I'm not going to be here long, so the next podcast episode is actually going to be back in the typical location, back in my house, uh, back at college. Um, But I'm home for a couple of weeks, and I needed to get a podcast episode out, of course, so um, there's a new scenery. And that's my cat right there. Hopefully he won't be too much of a distraction from today's video and today's episode. Um, But yeah, if you (laughs) see him moving around back there, try to ignore him. I know he's cute, but... We're going to try to make sure he doesn't move uh, because today's topic is going to be a hefty one. So um, hopefully, okay, good. He's asleep. So (laughs) I don't have to worry about him getting up and moving around. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's a very rambunctious cat. Anyways, um, like I said, I'm home for the summer. I'm visiting uh, just for a couple of weeks, but I will be back in my normal location for the next uh, podcast episode. So it'll be my typical uh, background instead of my living room couch at my parents' house. Um, but anyways, uh, a little bit of what's been going on recently. I've been incredibly busy these past two weeks, uh, since the last episode. Um, I finished my junior year of college. Um, I technically by credits am a senior, but I finished my junior year. Like I still have another year of college left. Sadly, I thought I was going to be able to graduate in December, but that's not working out. So, um, Technically, by credits, I'm a senior, but I still have a year of college left, so it's technically like I finished junior year. It's very, very complex. It's very, it's very difficult to understand and to kind of explain, but, you know, if, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, you've been there, you understand. But anyway, um, I just finished my um, second semester um, of junior year, even though technically I'm a senior, <laughs> um, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but I ended up getting all A's and one B. So that's awesome. I haven't done that since I was a sophomore in college. So that's great. I'm very glad that I was able to pull through, uh, especially because this semester's classes were pretty difficult. I don't know how I managed to do it, but I did it. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, it's summer now and I'm home just for a couple of weeks. I'm only going to be here for a couple of more days, actually. Uh, and then I'm going back to college because I have summer classes. Yeah. So um, my summer is going to be very, very packed, very busy with classes. And I also have a job back at college that I'm going to be starting and possibly an internship. Um So it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff all at once that's happening, and um, hopefully that doesn't impede, you know, the podcast and getting stuff out for you. I'm not gonna lie, this uh, episode that I'm recording, it's supposed to be posted on the 20th of uh, this month, of May, 
um, because like I said, um, and if you know, I post bi-weekly. I post on the 20th and the 6th of every month. And um, usually I record and get everything done within a couple of days before it's supposed to be posted. But it is the 20th of May today, like when I'm recording this, when I'm posting this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting the podcast recorded and uploaded all in the same day, which I've never done before because I like to get stuff done ahead of time. And it also takes a lot of time to get everything processed and like synced up and everything. And especially now that there's a video version, I have two different, you know, things I got to upload and make sure everything's working correctly. And, you know, it, it makes sense that I would do this a couple of days before it's posted, but I've been so busy that I'm getting all of this done on the same day, on the same day that's being posted. And um, hopefully it won't be like that much in the summer, but I kind of have a feeling it will be like that, where I'm going to be recording and editing and posting on the exact same day that it's supposed to be posted. So bear with me. I'm <laughs> very, very tired and like frazzled and all over the place. So if you're watching the video version, you're probably like, holy crap, she looks like a mess. Because I, I am one. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big mess and it's going to be even more of a mess this summer because it's going to be so packed out with so many different things, with school, with jobs, all of that. And even some wedding planning. I'm going to be doing a lot of wedding stuff this summer, even though my wedding's in December. But there's a lot of wedding planning stuff I got to get done this summer that's like big and huge. My bachelorette party is this summer. I'm not doing it like the night before the wedding like you typically would traditionally. Um, I'm doing it this summer because um, when my wedding is, it falls on a date right when like exams are in college, <laughs> like right after exams end. So, and I have a couple of people in my wedding party that are still in college and still have to like, you know, figure out exams and stuff like that. So I'm trying to be courteous to everybody in the party because I'm also one of them that's going to be dealing with exams right before the wedding. So uh, instead of doing a huge bachelorette party the night before, we're doing it in the summer uh, just so everybody can definitely make it to the bachelorette party and have like a fun bachelorette party and not have to worry about exams and stuff like that. So um, I have that to take care of. I have um, what else? I mean, I have to go to the venue a couple of times this summer to um, get some things uh, sorted out there and just it's a it's a big mess. Wedding planning is it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot uh, to do. And I did not know that until I was hit in the face with it. So um, like I said, busy summer, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be very stressful, but I'm going to make sure that the podcast gets posted on time. But if there happens to be one or two times that that doesn't happen, please don't kill me. Uh, but usually I'm very punctual and I get things done on time. So I don't think that'll be happening, but there might be a lot of times where I'm recording it the day it's supposed to be posted, like today. Um, but yeah, that's just a uh, heads up in advance and also how I'm doing right now. Um, but enough about me. We need to go ahead and get into today's topic, um, which, like I said, it's a big one today. It's, a, it's one that I've kind of talked about in bits and pieces in other episodes, but I've never really like made an in-depth, full-length episode about it. And uh, that is eating disorders and how they relate with social media and how social media can really 
damage your um, mental health or your uh, recovery within an eating disorder or how it can really strengthen your bad eating disorder habits. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of that stuff today, a lot of um, examples of what that entails on social media, how you can avoid it, um, how that necessarily works, um, how, you know, how the algorithms on social media uh, promotes that stuff to you, and uh, just some general advice that um, I'd like to give you guys on how to uh, avoid that stuff and how to have a much healthier relationship with social media uh, as you're recovering from an eating disorder. So before I really dive into this topic and begin, I wanted to really talk about just how recovery is so much more crucial and important uh, to you as a person than what social media is telling you. One thing that I'm going to talk about a lot on here is how social media is an incredibly toxic place, of course, and how people on social media kind of just, you know, dictate that they are health coaches and they are professionals and they know what they're talking about and how a lot of people... Uh, that are very vulnerable can just believe that and fall right into their, you know, schemes or whatever they might be trying to sell you or uh, promote to you, you know. And one thing I just really want you guys to take uh, into consideration by the end of this episode is that you are much more important and much more worthy than what social media is telling you and what social media is trying to sell you and trying to get you to believe. Your recovery is much more crucial and much more important in your life. I talked about this a lot in the last episode, how you need to put recovery first. And recovery is like your number one goal and your number one thing you need to do if you are trying to recover from an eating disorder and trying to benefit your life and make it more healthier and happier. Um, so as you're listening to today's episode or watching, just make sure you remember that social media is it's extremely toxic. It's very, very dangerous and toxic and can promote many, many bad things to you that uh, are very easy to believe and very easy to fall into. Um, so just remember that your recovery is much more important. Your mental health, your physical health is much more important than whatever social media is trying to sell to you. So um, with that out of the way and with that being said, um, I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> make sure you guys really understood that, that recovery is incredibly important. I can't reiterate that enough. Um, but I am going to go ahead and just dive into more content of today's episode. Again, I explained this in the last video. Uh, if you see me looking over to the side, it's me looking at my uh, notes for the podcast on my phone. Of course, right when I say that my cat probably won't move, he ends up moving. Hopefully he won't do anything stupid back here that'll... Um, deter you from listening to this episode. Anyway, um, so uh, if you see me looking over here, I'm looking at notes on my phone. Um, I used to heavily script my episodes. Like I would put full on scripts that I would just read off of. And I'm definitely 100% avoiding that in this uh, season because I really wanted uh, my episodes to be more conversational and more like personal sounding rather than like scripted and kind of sounding like a story instead of like a conversation. So I have switched to just doing like notes on my phone and just kind of gathering uh, topics and ideas off of what I've written down instead of just, you know, strict notes or strict uh, scripting and stuff like that because I feel like I'm just bound to that script rather than what's on my notes and I can like elaborate from what's on here. So if you see me looking over here, it's just the notes on my phone. These are much more than bullet points for this episode. It's much more like sentences, um, which I need to definitely avoid. But 
hopefully it won't be too much of a distraction that I'm like looking over here. And I'm also going to be uh, sharing an article later um, in a couple of minutes here, uh, which I'll need to read off of my phone. So just if that, you know, distracts you or anything, I'm just looking at my phone to get some ideas in my head and stuff like that and to read the article later. But anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, what I was trying to say was that um, social media um, it likes to promote a lot of pro-eating disorder uh, accounts and pro-anorexia accounts or pro-ana accounts. Um, or just, like I said, diet culture, diet fads, um, diet trends uh, within any type of social media. Technically, I would say Instagram is probably the main culprit here. So I'm going to just like refer to Instagram the entire time because I feel like that is like the main source of this type of uh, social media content is Instagram. So of course you can, you know, experience this on other forms of social media, but I feel like Instagram is like the main culprit here, the main target of all of these pro-ana, pro-eating disorder, diet fad, diet trend accounts. Um, so I'm going to be talking about that more than other accounts, but like I said, it's not just strictly prohibited to um, Instagram. There's so many other um, social media uh, platforms out there that this can be a part of. So, um, just kind of getting more into uh, what is a pro-eating disorder, pro-ANA account, if you're not entirely sure what you would be looking for. Um, basically, we've all seen them if we've dealt with an eating disorder. Even if you haven't dealt with an eating disorder, you've probably seen these accounts everywhere because they're getting much more prevalent in social media, sadly. Uh, especially on Instagram, they're getting extremely, like, just prevalent everywhere. Like, everywhere I turn on my Explore page, it's everywhere. And uh, no matter how many times I click that I'm not interested in looking at this, they still pop up. They're just, it's everywhere. Um, but these accounts basically kind of just tell you what is good and what is bad to do with your health and your uh, eating and stuff like that. A lot of times it'll say like, these foods over here are really bad and you should avoid them. And then these foods over here are good and you should only eat these foods. And uh, that kind of gives us a bad mindset and a bad habit of avoiding all of those foods that people tell us are not good to eat. And that's like the root of an eating disorder, like developing all of these fears and all of these like uh, foods that you just don't wanna eat because you're scared that they're gonna be bad for you. And that's how an eating disorder really starts. I hear the phone ringing, we're just gonna not pay attention to it, um, but anyway, so anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's distracting. See, that's the one thing about being back in a setting that I'm typically not in. Typically, I record all of these podcasts at my house back in college, but now that I'm home, like, there's distractions everywhere, so I apologize in advance. There's gonna be phones ringing and, like, cats jumping up everywhere. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. Um, Eating disorder, like pro-eating disorder accounts really like to um, tell you these certain foods are good to eat and you can only eat these foods and these certain foods are bad, you can only eat these foods. And like I said, that just kind of gives us a mindset of I can only eat these, I have to avoid these foods and these foods are really bad for me. But in recovery, we learn that no food is bad for you. Every single food is good. Every food is good to have and there shouldn't be a food that you're restricting, you know, every food is fine, you know, it's not like any food's going to kill you. And uh, all of these pro-eating disorder accounts kind of go against that and go against what recovery tells you, which is why at the beginning, 
I was talking about how recovery is much more important than what social media tells you. Social media is out there pushing this propaganda into your head that all of this food that you shouldn't be eating will hurt you, it'll harm you, it'll make you fat, and that's stuff that your recovery is not trying to help you understand. Your recovery is trying to help you understand that every food is good. Every food is delicious, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, unless you're a picky eater, but... <laughs> But, you know, there's no there's no bad food. And a lot of Instagram accounts like to promote that, that there are bad foods and that you the reason why you shouldn't be eating these foods is because they're high in calories or they'll like make your weight loss progress, you know, go downhill. Like there's so many different reasons why um, these like health health accounts like promote all of these foods saying that they're bad and that's one of them you know it's saying that there's too many calories in it you can't eat it there's um too much too much fat in this you can't eat it and that's uh something that we really really need to avoid especially with uh being in recovery you know you don't really need to focus on calories or um how much fat is in something or how much sodium i mean you probably might want to look at that because <laughs> too much sodium intake is not a good thing but that's besides the point um you know, just accounts like that. You get what I'm saying at this point. There are accounts out there that are promoting that there are bad foods and that there are foods you should avoid, which if you have an eating disorder and you see that stuff, then that's going to put your mind in a, a bad space. And it's going to make you believe, okay, I don't need to eat all of these foods, even though they're good and there's nothing wrong with them. Um, and a lot of other things um, that have to do with like pro-ana, pro-eating disorder accounts, um, it doesn't just relate to diet culture accounts. There's also accounts out there, sadly, that are literally just promoting like anorexia. There are accounts out there that like they literally post like pictures of extremely malnourished skinny people and like post about how you can become that. Like there are diets out there. There are different tips and like weight loss things that you can do out on Instagram, literally accounts dedicated to this that show how to become anorexic. There are diets out there that literally make you anorexic, like they're, they're specifically crafted to make you anorexic. And that's probably way worse than what a diet culture account tells you, because a diet culture account is just telling you like, here's how to lose weight in a healthy manner, you know. But this there's like accounts out there that are pro-ana, pro-anorexia that are like only eat 500 calories a day, extreme weight loss tips, like stuff like that out there that is like, it, it's, it really, it baffles me as to why people think it's okay and why it even exists and why Instagram is allowing this to occur or any social media platform is allowing this to occur because I've, I've seen this everywhere, but mainly on Instagram, there are accounts out there that's that give you these outrageous tips telling you how to become anorexic and promoting, in, like, putting thoughts into your head that being anorexic is a good thing and being skinny is a good thing. And that's why I think, for the most part, social media is incredibly toxic because it always promotes how being skinny is better and how being skinny will make you happier and make it a, a better thing in your life. And that's not the kind of examples we need to be setting, especially for someone trying to go through recovery and trying to understand that being skinny is not, you know, it's, it's not what it's all out to be, you know? Because if you have suffered from anorexia, you would understand that being skinny is not what it's all cut out to be. It's not glamorous. It's not amazing. It's not fun and happy. And you're not going to feel great if you 
um, you know, take those anorexia tips into consideration. Like, it's going to make you sad. It's going to make you miserable. And I have many, many episodes in the past talking about that and talking about why these, you know, um, anorexia tips would make you miserable. You know, eating, under eating, eating like less than 500 calories or, you know, exercising obsessively, it's not going to make you happier. And all of these accounts are promoting that. It's promoting that you're going to be happier if you follow these tips. So now that I've kind of gotten out of the way what, you know, social media has to offer in regards to, um, you know, pro-ana, pro-eating disorder accounts, I wanted to um, bring up this article that I found while I was researching this. And uh, this is from... BuzzFeed News. Now, I know a lot of people will probably cringe at the word BuzzFeed, but trust me, this is actually a very, very good article, and I would give it a read if I were you. I'm going to put it down in the description for you guys uh, to look at if you'd like to read the rest of it, because I'm just going to read uh, the first couple of paragraphs to kind of give you a hypothetical situation, because this article opens up with, um, like I said, just like a hypothetical situation, um, and how it can uh, tie into how Instagram in general um, kind of promotes all of these pro-ana, pro-eating disorder, pro-weight loss accounts and how they can really ruin your self-esteem. Um, but I'm just going to talk about the first couple of paragraphs. But if you want to give the rest a read, I will read it, read it. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. I will link it down in the description of this episode. Oh my gosh, it's been a day. As you can tell, I've already gone on a tangent about that. And the phone's already gone off twice. I mean, this episode is just, it is uh, going downhill slowly but surely, but we'll get through it. Anyway, um, but this is what the article has to say. Basically, it's just like, it's kind of entailing some research that some people did on how Instagram's algorithm works and how it can um, slowly but surely, you know, hurt whoever's self-esteem that's on Instagram and how they're using it and stuff like that. But um, anyway, it starts off like this. Uh, when a young woman followed a Thinspiration account on Instagram and used terms associated with distorted eating, Instagram recommendation engine quickly suggested that she follow another Thinspiration account, which often shows images of underweight bodies. Soon, the woman received unsolicited messages, direct messages from a weight loss coach and an invitation to a pro-ana or pro-anorexia group chat and requests from other users looking for buddies to hold them accountable for their dangerous weight loss goals. Luckily, in this case, the young woman actually wasn't real. Her account was a creation of two technology watchdog groups to show just how easy it is for users, including young teens, to encounter content encouraging eating disorders and self-harm through Instagram recommendations, searches, hashtags, and messaging functions. So. That's just the beginning of the article, and like I said, if it sounds interesting to you, I'll link it down in the description for you guys to read the rest of it. But basically, it was talking about what seems like a hypothetical situation, but it's actually a very real situation that can happen to anybody. Um, basically, this person was uh, following an inspira a Thinspiration, which is like a weight loss inspiration kind of account, and it linked to another Thinspiration account, which led to a bot messaging her saying, hey, join this group for better weight loss tips. And um, you can join with other guys or girls or whoever um, that are trying to lose weight as well. 
And it turns out that this actually wasn't a bot. It was actually just um, a watchdog group, which are like, basically, if you don't know what that is, it's like people that make fake accounts just for like research purposes to see if, um, you know, people will fall into traps on social media and how easy and vulnerable people can be to fall into these traps. So um, the good thing is that this isn't like real. Like the person that is like creating this account to lure this woman in to lose weight, it's not real. It was a watchdog account. And um, there's a lot of those out there that are created solely just for research purposes. Um, just to, like I said, see how easy it is for um, young teens, young adults, whoever, to just fall into these traps of diet culture and weight loss tips and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, this is a good article showing research and showing how Instagram promotes this stuff and promotes, um, you know, diet culture and pro-ana, pro-eating disorder things. And um, basically, th this should be like, you know, a big wake-up call for some people because a lot of people don't understand that once you like or follow or search something up on social media one time, that certain topic will stick with you for a very, very long time. It's very hard to get rid of it. So once you like go on social media and search, you know, um, weight loss, then all of a sudden, everywhere you look on that social media platform, here's how to lose weight. Here are bad foods for you. Here's how many calories you should eat in a day. And that is not something that will look good for someone with an eating disorder or someone trying to begin recovery and trying to get out of those bad habits. You know, so... Like I said, Instagram's going to be the main use of social media in this episode because, like I said, it's the main culprit, in my opinion. Uh, this is where a lot of this takes place at. Um, you know, if you ever uh, like a picture on Instagram that might have the hashtag, like, weight loss or, like, healthy or something like that, literally the smallest of thing, the smallest of an interaction on Instagram, all of a sudden, you're going to get more and more stuff relating to that topic. Like, for example, I will share a personal experience that um, this actually happened to me. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram a couple of weeks ago, actually, and um, there was an account that was like a sponsored account. And I don't know if it's just me, but I sometimes just absentmindedly scroll and like things, even if I don't really look at it intently, you know? So um, there was a sponsored post that uh, was like a health food sponsored post or something like that. Like it was uh, promoting some health and wellness product, I think. And I just was absentmindedly scrolling and I liked it. And then I realized it was an advertisement. So I unliked it and that was it. And I carried on with my day. And then the very next day, not even 24 hours later, I think my explore page is just full of diet culture content. It's full of those uh, pro eating disorder things that I was talking about a minute ago, how it was like, you know, these are the only foods you can eat. These are the bad foods. These are how many calories you need to eat in a day and how many you need to eat to lose weight. Like I started getting all of that stuff on my account again. And I was like, what did I do to get this? And then I remembered, I, I remembered like, oh my gosh, like I liked that sponsored post and that one tiny little interaction on Instagram led to the algorithm popping up all of these suggested things for me that it thinks that I want to look at, but I don't want to look at it, you know? And, um, you know, I had to go through and individually put like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to look at this anymore. I don't like this. And it's just, it's, it's very scary how like one tiny little interaction can lead to like a huge 
thing, a huge kaboom in your, you know, social media platform. It's, it's very scary. It's very, very, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's really scary how the algorithm works is all I'm trying to say. But, um, basically, you know, Instagram, that, that, um, article that I just read kind of talks about how the algorithm just kind of goes rampant with whatever you search and it just suggests whatever tiny little interaction you do. Um, and so like when you go on social media and you search up like a hashtag, like if you look up hashtag, um, healthy, just for example, just based off of that, you're going to start getting stuff on the, based off the algorithm that has to do with being healthy or has to do with, um, you know, other things relating to health, like weight loss or calorie intake or, um, just anything like that. And that's where the pro eating disorder, pro Anna stuff comes into play. Because like I said, that tiny, tiny little interaction will lead to so much more bigger things, um, on your social media platform that it's being suggested to you. So, um, with that all in mind, I wanted to kind of talk about some advice uh, for those recovering that are on social media or have social media uh, or those that are dealing with an eating disorder that uh, are being triggered a lot by what's on social media and what you're seeing on social media. Um, because with all of that detail that you now know, um, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it, a lot of advice that I really want to offer you based off of that. And the number one thing I want to say is that it's going to be very hard, but just try to avoid searching things that could remotely relate to those diet culture trends, like hashtag health, hashtag fitness, like stuff like that. Like if you're just trying to find something simple on your uh, like uh, suggested explore page, whatever it is on Instagram, like just looking up the very tiniest of things that could remotely relate to a diet culture trend or pro Anna pro eating disorder stuff just try to avoid searching that stuff. Try to talk to somebody instead that is much more like aware of what they're doing, not like somebody on social media that says they're a professional or says that they know what they're talking about when in reality they're just promoting, you know, terrible diet trends or terrible uh, advice for somebody that could possibly uh, have an eating disorder or try to recover from an eating disorder, you know? So that is one thing I really want for you guys to take into consideration is just making sure you avoid searching any sort of thing remotely related to pro-ana, pro-eating disorder, diet fad accounts. Uh, because the more you stay away from that, the more it will, you know, get erased from your explore page and stuff like that and you won't have to deal with it. But um, the, the one thing I know will be a very, very big struggle for some people listening to this or watching this um, with, when it comes to advice for uh, those recovering, um, is I would personally say just delete your social media, like, altogether. Um, I know that's extremely hard to hear. I know a lot of people like to revolve their life around social media and feel like they can't get away from social media and it's kind of addicting, uh, especially in today's society. I know it's, it's incredibly addicting. I personally, I'm not addicted to Instagram where most of that stuff occurs, but I would say I'm addicted to TikTok. I, I'm on TikTok way too much. I think my screen time is, I don't want to say, but it's like, it's like up to four hours a day probably, which is really, really bad. But thankfully, like my For You page is literally just like funny, stupid videos. It's nothing like bad. Um, but for those of you that are like obsessed with places where th this can take place, like on Instagram, 
Um, I would suggest just completely deleting or just staying away from social media altogether. Um, Personally, for me, when I was going through recovery, I had enough willpower to not necessarily delete my account um, or delete the app, but just keep it away in a folder on my phone where it wasn't like right in front of me when I opened up my um, homepage, you know, or my home screen. Um, Because, you know, usually when I open my phone, my social media is like the first thing that pops up like in a folder on my home screen. So what I did for myself, I had enough willpower to just keep it on my phone, but not go on it because I took it and I uh, deleted it off my home screen like it was just on a like another folder somewhere else off of my home screen because I have a Samsung. So unlike an iPhone where like it's just home screen stuff like I can click a button on the bottom. If you have a Samsung, you know what I'm talking about. But, like, I can click a button on the bottom of my phone and it leads to all of the apps that I have, not just my home screen apps. So, um, what I did is I just took Instagram off of my home screen and put it away into a folder off in just my apps that wasn't directly in front of my face when I opened my phone. So, um... I was able to, you know, avoid Instagram and stay off of it for a couple of months while I was in recovery, and that really helped me out a lot because, of course, I wasn't seeing all of these terrible, toxic uh, posts that people were, you know, putting all over social media that was recommended to me a lot because I looked up that stuff a lot when I was having an eating disorder. Um, But if you don't think you could do that, if you think you would cave into that stuff and open Instagram or open any other sort of social media, then I would suggest, even though it might be hard, I would suggest just completely deleting social media altogether. Deleting your um, app off of your phone, that might be the best way to do it, you know, if you don't want to delete your account. There are some people that have to go to the extreme and just completely delete their account and start over, but if you feel like you know, you can return to your account when you feel like you're in a much better headspace and you're recovered, then you can just delete the app off your phone. Because if you just delete the app, your account isn't going to get deleted, just the app. So you can re-download it back onto your phone when you feel ready. But my main advice would be get rid of the app completely. Get rid of that app that is hurting you, hurting your results in recovery, hurting your mindset, ruining your mindset, making your eating disorder start to spark up a lot more, you know, whatever it might be, just delete it, get rid of it, put it away in a folder you won't see when you open your phone, that's what I did, Um, and don't get back on it, don't delete it until, or don't re-download it until you feel like you're in a much better headspace. So that is like my number one tip, along with um, just not trying to search up things that would be triggering, but uh, another thing that I want to suggest is if you have an account, Only follow those who are encouraging and not promoting diet culture or other dangerous weight loss tips. So um, basically, if you feel like you're okay to stay on social media, which I don't think in any case that would probably be the, you know, the thing, but a lot of people are able to avoid triggering things on social media, um, even when they're going through recovery. Uh, I do know someone personally that was going through eating disorder recovery that completely kept all of their social media and was able to avoid triggering things because they didn't, you know, look up stuff that was triggering because they had enough, you know, willpower to do that. I personally wasn't one of those people. Um, I had enough willpower to keep it on my phone, but not go on it. Um, But, you know, I, everybody's different. Everybody's recovery is going to be different. But if you end up keeping an account and going on it to, you know, just kind of see what your friends are up to or just seeing what a celebrity might be up to, you know, what social media should be for, you know, just sharing your life. 
Um, just make sure you only follow those people who are encouraging to you and are, you know, helping your mindset stay positive, not ruining your mindset and ruining your recovery. Make sure if you're following any of those diet trend accounts, unfollow them immediately, block them, because if you block them, then that means like the algorithm will be like, okay, well, they don't want to see anything about weight loss, so I'll stop showing them weight loss stuff. If you block an account that has to do with like fitness and stuff like that, it'll be like, okay, I don't need to show this person fitness stuff anymore, so I'll block fitness stuff from them. Um, so that's, that's a good thing to remember is like when you're going through and unfollowing people, make sure you block them as well. Not necessarily for like you don't like that person or you hate who that person is. It's not the person. It's just the content they're posting and the content that you need to stay away from, you know. Um, so just like block those people and the Instagram algorithm will think, okay, I don't need to show them that kind of stuff anymore. And that'll help, um, you know, your explore page look a lot more nicer and less triggering. Um, so make sure you're only following encouraging people, people who will keep you lifted and keep you, you know, up on a positive mindset and more, uh, give you more confidence and stuff like that. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I'll list a couple of my favorite accounts, uh, on Instagram in the description. If you have an Instagram and would like to follow a couple of those people, um, there are a lot of people out there who are complete opposite of what I've been talking about right now. Uh, like pro eating disorder, pro Anna, weight loss kind of people. These people that I'll be listing in the description are my favorite accounts that kind of help with uh, encouraging people who do have eating disorders. Because um, there are a lot of people out there who um, like to post about very uplifting, very encouraging uh, things to kind of boost your confidence, boost your self-esteem and recovery. And um, they really do help out a lot. They help you feel like you're not alone and help you feel like you've got this and like you're strong and you can do it. Uh, I know that National Eating Disorder Awareness, uh, their accounts, they have multiple accounts, I'm pretty sure, but they post some very, very nice content and very uh, encouraging and uplifting content. And there's also a couple of other, like, small creators uh, on Instagram that promote that kind of stuff too, you know, just encouragement and helping you to become more confident with your recovery. Uh, so I'll post, uh, or I'll tag those people uh, down in the description of this episode for you to go follow if you feel like you need more encouragement on your account because once you start following those people then the algorithm will be like okay well they like this kind of uplifting encouraging stuff I'll start suggesting that to them and then your um, explore page will start looking very nice and encouraging and uh, it'll make you have a much more positive mindset uh, I know that that really did change a lot for me when I started following uh, some of these accounts that I'll be listing below uh, my explore page turned into like this kind of uplifting uh, personal like self-esteem booster kind of account uh, where everything was like how to deal with this in an eating disorder or like how to help your um, mind and body be more positive like it, it was a lot of more uplifting stuff uh, that started popping up on my explore page because I followed these kind of people who are more encouraging so that's another big tip I wanted to suggest to you guys is just Make sure you're following very encouraging people, especially when you decide to return to social media and, uh, you know, you're still kind of in your recovery. You know, you probably like are on the tail end of it and you're you feel like you're probably weight restored by this point or uh, you feel like you have a much better relationship with food at this point, but you want to return to social media and you feel ready. Make sure you're, you know, unfollowed from all of those bad accounts and you're following all of those nicer, encouraging, uplifting accounts. Um, and then the last one that kind of ties into 
um, that last uh, piece of advice that I had is only go on social media when you have a decent headspace. Only go back to social media when you feel like you're ready. Don't try to get on social media. Don't try to get on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it might be. I don't know what you guys use, but I, I probably can assume that most of you guys do Instagram. Uh, but don't get back on it until um, you feel like you are confident with yourself and confident in your recovery and that you are personally ready to go back into a environment like that, uh, into an environment that could be possibly toxic. Um, but, it, you know, if you follow all those other tips and all those other advice the, that I gave you, you know, it won't be as toxic as before because you'll have all of those accounts blocked and all of that material blocked. I'm pretty sure you can even block hashtags on Instagram. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure there are keywords that you can block on your Instagram account. So that's another good thing to keep in mind if you're trying to get everything possible toxic off of your page. Make sure you're trying to block keywords, hashtags, whatever that might be remotely related to pro-eating disorder stuff. Um, but like I said, only go back on social media when you feel like you're ready. Only go back when you are in a good headspace. Don't try to go on social media when you're very sad or you feel like your eating disorder is really taking control that day. Make sure you only go on it when you feel like you are happy and positive with your, you know, your mindsets and everything like that. Because if you go back on social media when you're still in a very toxic headspace and you're very vulnerable to what your eating disorder might be telling you that day, then it's probably going to lead to you, you know, trying to search up stuff again and just getting right back into that vicious cycle. So we don't want that. We want to make sure that when we're on social media, we have a decent headspace. You know, we're only on there just to see like what our friends are up to and you know, what other people might be up to and stuff like that, because I wish that's what social media would actually be like, you know, not all of these promotions for pro eating disorder, weight loss and health tips and stuff like that. I wish that it was just like a place where friends could, you know, share their life and experiences and stuff like that. You know, that's what it used to be. Uh, but it's become very, very toxic nowadays. And, uh, you know, people are promoting that you need to be skinny to be happy. And it's, it's extremely sad, but it's a sad world we do live in, um, very sadly, but um, that's besides the point. Uh, just that's my last tip, honestly, to give you guys is just remember that you need to be in a better headspace when you go back to a platform like that, a platform where very toxic things can take place and very scary things can take place. Uh, just make sure that you have all of that blocked out and that you're only going on there when you feel like you're ready. So, yeah. Um, that is all I have for you guys today um, with how eating disorders can really be affected by social media. Um, I could go on for much, much longer about this, but I, you know, will spare you guys the time and not make this an incredibly long episode. Um, I already know just not going off of a script and going off of notes on my phone has made the episodes much longer, which I really do like, but I don't want to make them too terribly long. Um, but anyway, that's really all I have for you guys today. And like I said, I could go on about this for much longer. And if you're interested in talking about this a lot more and would like to share your opinion or share what you personally uh, think about this topic, um, I will leave my personal information for you guys to contact me if you would like to talk about that or talk about anything else relating to the podcast or if you feel like you're ready for recovery and you just need some tips and some help, um, you can come and talk to me. 
I will leave my Instagram in the description uh, for you to direct message me. Um, and I will also leave my email if you're not an Instagram person. I'll leave my email down in the description for you as well if you would like to send me an email. Like I said, you can talk to me about whatever you might need to talk to me about. I'm an open book. I will listen to anything and everything that you have to offer. Um, if you need help in recovery, if you need help starting, if you're at a bad spot in your recovery, literally anything. Uh, I've helped a lot of um, listeners out in the past that have come to me about really everything. So don't feel afraid to reach out to me um, if you have anything you'd like to talk about. Also, um, if you feel like you are ready to start your journey in recovery, if you are going through an eating disorder right now and you feel like you are ready to uh, talk to a healthcare professional and, um, you know, get that situated and get ready to uh, take a step in your life towards recovery, I will leave um, hotlines down in the description and um, websites down in the description for you to call or for you to visit so you can get more details and information about um, how to start your recovery and how to do it in a healthy and happier way. Um, so I will leave those down in the description for you to use if you feel like you're ready and feel like you are confident that you are uh, willing to start recovery and, uh, you know, make this big change in your life to a healthier, happier lifestyle. Um, but if you don't think that you're ready for that, like I said, you can come talk to me and talk to me about whatever it might be. If you feel like you're at a loss of what to do uh, and don't really feel like you um, are ready to reach out to a healthcare professional, come talk to me because eventually I will direct you towards a healthcare professional, someone that is you know, trained to help you and trained to um, know what to really do in those situations with someone battling an eating disorder. Because I'm not a professional. I hope you guys know that. I am not trained. I just have gone through an eating disorder and eating disorder recovery. And I, I know um, how it is for people. <laughs> but not for every situation because everybody is different, you know. So if you feel like you're ready to talk to a healthcare professional, somebody that really, really knows what they're talking about and knows how to help you um, and, you know, get you on the road to recovery, those will be in the description for you to use. Please call them, text them, or visit those websites when you feel ready. Um, and also, if you feel uh, led to donate to the podcast uh, to help it grow and um, reach out to more people, then my Venmo will be in the description for you to use as well if you feel like you would like to donate. None of the proceeds go to my pocket. They all will go to this podcast, nothing else, uh, to help promote it, uh, get some sponsorships, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's uh, really all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed and learned something, and um, I'll see you guys in the next episode, and please remember to stay safe and healthy.